Hallelujah. I said earlier that how God meets the challenges that comes to his people is by fortifying us. By filling us with more of his spirit so that you are, you are able to face the difficulties. Praise God. And that is what happens each time we appear before him. You are filled with more of God. The prince of God is infinite. You can have as much as you want. It does not, there's no limit to it. Hallelujah. There's no limit to it. It's up to you how much of God you want to carry. Praise God. You know, I had the testimonies of Bible school, and I think each month we tell people, come to Bible school. I am a product of this Bible school. Amen. So I went through this Bible school, and like the brother said, the first day I came to Bible school, I just came, let me just know God. That's all. Nothing to do. No thought of being a preacher or a minister, nothing. But that's how God works. You never know what he wants to do until you draw close to him. So we encourage you, if you're not a Bible school, come in. Don't say, I'm too busy. No. The miracle of Bible school is that the knowledge of God enters you. The true knowledge of God, it enters you. Which will not enter by normal just coming to service and living. No. The Bible school gives you a, a concentrated exposure to God as you are taught by different ministers whom God have used down the generation, you see it. God does something in you. A clear picture of God comes into you, and your life is changed. Praise God. We have religious understanding about God. Most of us here, we have our own understanding of God, which in most times is not right. But when you come to Bible school, God corrects your understanding of him. God gives you a true picture of him. You get to know him personally. Hallelujah. You get to know him as he is and what he is. Praise God. And that begins a glorious journey in your life. I will not be standing here today if I didn't go to the Bible school. Hallelujah. When I went to the Bible school, my eyes opened. I saw, my God, I, I loved God, but I had religious thoughts about God. I didn't know him really. I thought I knew him. And instantly, I looked at I said, my people also don't know God. Praise God. I said, people don't know him. We don't know him. So the moment I went back home, I took it upon myself, all my relatives, all around me, I went from house to house to share the knowledge of God to them. Praise God. Because, listen, this world is not our home. Praise God. You can be religious all you want, but the true knowledge of God will open your understanding. You realize that this life on earth is a passage. We are from eternity unto eternity. This space called time is just a passage. Hallelujah. And people who don't have Christ in them, what is their hope? What is their destination? Hallelujah. May God fill us afresh with fire. For souls in Jesus' name. Amen. A brother was testifying. He said that he's talking to a different set of people. Because they are all hungry to know God. Why not? The world has failed them. The world has failed. The government has failed. Businesses are failing. There is no other hope apart from Jesus. 
There's no other hope. So this is time for them to listen. And you bring the good news to them. Listen, Jesus is life. Jesus is the source. Hallelujah. He is the source. He is the life. That is why it is important that your life becomes a testimony of what you are saying. Very important. Praise God. That your whole life, the totality of your life becomes the testimony of Jesus. That's why if you read this, this the epistles, you see that they, they become they are epistles, not by the words of their mouth, but their whole life. Praise God, your whole life, your whole life. Hallelujah, your conversation, your actions, your character, your disposition, everything about you reflects Jesus, because you have been with Him. Praise God, you are you are you are spending time with Him. Hallelujah. I want to talk about this morning what I will call using the keys of the kingdom of God. The things that enables you to use the keys of the kingdom. Because Jesus spoke to them in Matthew chapter 16 verse 19. He says, open there if you have your Bible please. In Matthew 16, 19, Jesus spoke to his disciples and he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be lose in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is the use of a key? We use key to open and to close. Praise God. So Jesus gave his people the key. To open what? To open the kingdom over their lives. Hallelujah. You have the key. If you are a born again child of God, you have the key. Praise God. Say, I have the keys of the kingdom of God. You possess it. You have it. But I'm convinced that many Christians don't know how to use the key. You have the key, but they don't know how to use it. Or they use it and the door is not opening. Praise God. The keys of the kingdom to unlock heaven over your life and your family and around you. Praise God. To unlock heaven over your life around you. Praise God. Christianity the new covenant, specifically, is like a legal document. It's like a legal document that God enacted. I want to ask you a question. If you are a businessman here and you want to do a contract with somebody else and there's a, there's a, a, a contract written and brought to you to sign, are you going to read through it before you sign it? Hello? You're going to read through it before you sign it to understand the terms of the contract, right? 
Hallelujah. The New Testament is a legal document. And to understand it and know how it works, you must read it carefully. You must understand its dictates. You must understand what is written there. Many of us in the church, we are kind of contented by just being in the church. And we have this idea that my being in the church and talking to God, somehow that God will do something in my life or something will happen or activate something. No. Listen carefully. You have to understand the details and the terms of this contract called New Testament, how God operates and key into it. There are laws, there are things written in the New Testament that you and I must be operating in in order to see what God said happen, happen in our lives. Hallelujah. For instance, he said, you cannot go, let me give you an example, you cannot go to a, a strong man's house and take his position without first binding the strong man. Hello? That is a law. You cannot do that. It's not possible. Bible said that Satan is the god of this world. Hello? He's the god of this world. In other words, Satan and his kingdom rules over the world. That's what Bible said. So here you are, a Christian, and you want to have dominion in the same world that Satan rules. Satan, he, he, he rules the world legally. Everybody say, say legally. He rules the world legally because Adam transferred the authority to him. It's a legal thing. You have to understand that he's, he has the right to rule on earth until the time that God said it is the end. Until that time, he has the right to rule. Praise God. Jesus appeared on the scene, and the Bible said that he disarmed, he destroyed Satan. Hello? He undid what Adam did on, in the garden. He stripped Satan of the authority and power and right to rule legally. Hallelujah. Follow me. Legally. But that didn't end Satan's rule. He's still here. Hello? He's still here. So now, here is the Christian who have the authority from God to rule on earth. And here is Satan who also have authority given to him by Adam to rule on earth. And you appeared and begins to claim the things that Jesus has given you. In other words, you are declaring that the kingdom of my father must be established on earth. You are saying it. And Satan is saying, I'm here. Do you not realize that a battle has started? <laughs> Hallelujah. People don't understand what Christianity is. They think it's just coming to church. No. There's so much more involved in it. It's a battle of kingdoms. It's a battle between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light. And you are in charge of the kingdom of God on earth. You are. Praise God. So he said, I have given you the keys of the kingdom of, of heaven. The first principle to use the kingdom is knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. Understanding. Hallelujah. Understanding. In order to see the kingdom of God manifest in you and through you, you have to suppress and subdue the kingdom of darkness. It's a must. 
you know, when, when an airplane lifts off, the law of gravity is subdued. Hello? The law of gravity is subdued when an airplane lifts. You cannot expect the kingdom to manifest until you understand that you have to trample and subdue the kingdom of darkness. You have to do that. If not, you'll be a Christian coming to church and wondering, God, why are, why is this thing happening? Why is things not happening the way it ought to, as it is written? Hallelujah. Why am I not changing? It is your destiny to change. It is our destiny to be transformed from glory to glory. Hallelujah. It is our destiny. It is your destiny. You cannot remain the same way you were last year. It's not possible. It's not possible. Hallelujah. You must be changing. Every area of your life must be changing. Hallelujah. Everything. Your life, your understanding, your habits, your character, everything about you must be changing. It's a consistent flow of change. Hallelujah. It must happen. If it's not happening, there is a short circuit. Something is hindering it from, from happening. So what is it? You must understand that I am con- I mean, as a Christian, I am connected to divinity. I am connected to Christ. So Christ flows from me constantly. Christ is flowing into you constantly. Hallelujah. He's flowing. He's flowing into you. Constantly changing you. Constantly transforming you. This process can be hindered. This process can be stopped by you. Hallelujah. Not by Satan. By you. Because the truth is, Satan has no authority over a Christian. Say I hear. Satan has no authority over a Christian. He rules and reigns over man. But he has no right over a Christian. Hallelujah. Because a Christian is hidden in Christ. A Christian is hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. So he has been moved out of the dominion of Satan. He's no more there. But Satan rules over men. But we are in the world ruled by Satan. So sometimes we see the effects of the kingdom of darkness with our eyes. Like what is happening right now. Praise God. All the pandemic, all the corona going on right now is the work of the kingdom of darkness. Praise God. Like I said last Thursday, how are we to respond to it? How are you to respond to what is going on? Praise God. Are you going to be complaining with the world? Are you going to be, oh, ah, what is going on? When is the world going to come back to normal? Or you stand and say, who cares how the world turns? So this opportunity for you to pluck souls and encourage people, listen, things are bad, but there's a way. Jesus is the life. Hallelujah. Things are, are destroyed, falling apart in the world. But where you are, is not falling apart. So it is an opportunity to draw people to Christ. Hallelujah. You don't have, listen, do not participate in the, in the pandemic. It's not your portion in Jesus' name. It's not your portion. Because the virus can never touch you. It's not possible. The virus can never touch you. Because there is a shield. The Lord is your shield. The Lord is your shield. So there's no way they can penetrate the shield. It's not possible. It's not possible. Hallelujah. 
You're wearing masks because you want to please the government. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just want to please the government. We don't obey them. We have to obey them, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it, cannot, it cannot touch you. How can this mask, how can this thing protect you from, from disease? <laughs> how is it possible? It's confused people. Hello? How can this thing protect you from something spiritual and the physical thing protects you? doesn't work. Hallelujah. Your protection is Christ. In fact, you are not even bothered. You are not bothered. Because you know. You know. There's something you know that I am not normal. It might, it might touch the one who is in the world, but they cannot touch me. You know it. That knowledge is in you. Hallelujah. It's in you. Glory to God. So how do we respond to the pandemic? Fear? Ah, business is shutting down. Since when is your business your source? Hello? Since when is your business your source? Or your job your source? What is your source? I didn't hear. What is your source? If Jesus is your source, and we know he is, then why should I worry? Why should you worry? Hello? Yeah. Companies are laying off employees. Businesses are falling down. Maybe you are laid off. <laughs> Hallelujah. Smile, laugh. Hello? Laugh about it. Because the job or the business is not your source anyways. Listen, this is reality. This is reality. It is not your source. The world is not your source. Nothing coming from the world is your source. God is your source. You are a child of God. He loves you so much. He is able to bring water out of desert. He's able to bring water out of the rock. The Israelites, they were walking in the desert. And they were thirsty for two days. There was no water. What did God do? Moses took his staff and just touched the rock. And water came out. The Bible said the water flowed like a river in the desert. Hello? You cannot limit God. God is unlimited. Your father is unlimited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes in my personal life, I have, I, sometimes I repent. I say, God, I'm sorry that we, we doubt you so much. I'm sorry that we limit you so much. We limit God with our mind. We limit God with our understanding. God is able to bring light out of darkness. If these things are true, what manner of people are, ought we to be? We ought to be people who are resolute, who are standing firm, unmovable in the face of anything that is happening. It does not matter what is going on in the world. Do not fear. Do not dread. Do not fear. Because not only is God with you, you are in him. Your life is a project of God. Amen. Bible said you are, you are his building. We are his house. He's building you up. You are his garden. You are his project. Hallelujah. You are his project. He is constructing you. He is building you up. He's watching over you. Do you think he will allow the enemy to come and mess your life? It's not possible. It's not possible. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. It is victory story all the way. It is victory all the way. That is what it is. If God is able to bring water out of the rock, God is able to change your life in Turkey. <laughs> God is able to change your life in Turkey. And change you and transform you and, and make you... <laughs> God, hallelujah. Praise God. Our pastor, Pastor Godin came here as a footballer. He was looking for a team to play. Hello? What club is he playing now? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> when, when you encounter God, eh, he's able to change your life and change your direction and change your purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's able to do all things. Oh, Jesus, that we may know him. That we may know him. That's what Paul said. That he has walked and walked. He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That we may know him. There is infinite power and infinite possibilities in God for your life. That you may know him. Praise God. If you don't know, listen. If you don't know how to do outreach or preach in the streets, there's another easy way. Hello? And that easy way is to say, brother, come, let's go to church. You might not preach to him, come, let's go to church. You don't preach, just invite him to church. That's how I came here. Somebody invited me to church. He didn't preach to me. He said, brother, come, there's a church in town. Let's go. That's all. He didn't tell me about anything. So when I came here, the Holy Ghost took over. So, if you cannot preach in the streets, can just say, follow me to church today. What are you doing? Let's go to church today. And listen, the Holy Ghost will touch the person. Hallelujah. The Lord will touch the person and begin that work in that person's life. Hallelujah. There's so much possibility waiting for you as a Christian. So, you have to understand the knowledge. The knowledge of God must be in you in order for you to effectively use the key to open because in order for you to open, you are saying, Satan, take your hands off. I am in charge, not you. Satan, I am in charge. I am the Lord. I am the king right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is how he can back down. That's how he can back down. He, he, he said to Jesus, all this thing has been given to me. And I give it to whosoever I will. That's what he said. Legally, it is his. But the Bible says you are the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. You are the seed of Abraham. What does it mean? You are the legger, the possessor of the earth. You are the heir of the world. You are the seed of Abraham. You have to be rooted in this knowledge. So I can be able to say, talk to Satan, I am the seed of Abraham. A new man has appeared. I am not a normal man. I am a new person. I am a new creation. You have to do, you have to establish in this in order to push him away. Otherwise, it will not happen. He has a legal right to rule. You, for you to take the blessing of God upon your life, it is by violence. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent do what? They take it by force. Take your inheritance by force. It will not come on a platter of gold. You take it by force. Hallelujah. You take it by force. 
You take it by force. That's why you see that we have, you know, started a new, a new thing in the church. We are, you know, fasting. Hallelujah. Fasting and prayer. Oh, Jesus. I want everybody to participate in Jesus' name. Participate. You know, there are three things Jesus said. When you pray, when you fast, when you give. These three things are cardinal. Hallelujah. When you pray, when you fast, when you give. Fast. So your, your whole life, what, does it, what, what happens when you fast? Your whole life, is there's a, there's a concentration. Focus onto God. Hallelujah. There's a focus onto God that changes you and makes you sharper. That you can be able to speak words out of your mouth and people's life are changed and destinies are, are transformed. Satan knows when this one is on fire. He knows. He knows. So we have to sharpen ourselves all the time so that we are growing in grace. You must be growing in grace. You must be growing in grace. You must be growing in the knowledge of God. And that knowledge will have effect on your life. To have effect on your life. Hallelujah. It will have effect on your life. When you look at the epistles, let me, let me just teach a little bit. When you look at the epistles, Paul will start his epistle by telling you who you are in Christ. Teaching you all that God has accomplished by his grace for you. Where God has brought you into by his grace. He will teach you all that. So you know who you are in Christ. Praise God. You will realize the glorious inheritance that has been given to you in Christ. You will realize it. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you know what it means? In, under the old covenant, no man attained it. Hello? Do you know what it means to be righteous before God? To be perfect before him. That's what it means. To be perfect before God. To stand before him, knowing that you are accepted and you are loved and you are perfect. Really? With all your impurities, with all your weaknesses, and you stand boldly before God and laugh, Daddy, I thank you. He loves me. How is it possible? No one attained it under the old covenant, but here you are today. The Bible said it is free. It is imputed to you freely. It is imputed to you freely. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because somebody paid the price. Because Jesus paid the price on the cross. And now you are the righteous. You know what it means? It means that all the promises of the Old Testament is yours. No, you didn't hear. All the promises and the blessings of the Old Testament is now yours. Because it belongs to the, to the righteous. And Jesus obeyed and received it. And I gave it to you free of charge. And now you are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands and just thank him. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that precious gift of righteousness. Now that you have received it, watch this now. That is what Paul will do. He will teach you of this inheritance in most of his epistles on the first few chapters. In the last part of his epistles, he will tell you how the life of righteousness is lived out. Hello? There you have what I call the two sides of Christianity. Two aspects of Christianity. One is your position before God. 
the positional standing you have by grace of God. Praise God. Adopted, watch this, a, a, a street boy who have no home have been adopted and brought into a glorious home and said, this is your home now. Hallelujah. So you are adopted. It's actually in Ezekiel, something like that. Okay? So you are brought into the glory of God, into the home of God, and say you are a child, you are a son, and he loves you. That is the position of a Christian. And based on that, you are, you are a child of heaven. Based on that, just like the thief on the cross, based on that, you are eligible to go to heaven. Praise God. Not by works, but by his grace. Praise God. But you are still here. You didn't go to heaven when you believed. So why are you here? That comes to the second aspect of Christianity. The outworking of your righteousness. Hallelujah. The outworking of your righteousness. I have a coin. I don't know. Anybody have a coin? One later. I want to show you. Okay, yeah, I have. Thank you. I've seen. This is a coin. It's one lira coin. This coin, have, it has two sides, right? Two sides to it. And both sides make up the coin. Hallelujah. If I remove one side, the coin becomes a counterfeit. Hello? There are two aspects to Christianity. Two aspects that make up the whole. One is your position in Christ, given to you by grace. You didn't earn it. It's a gift. It's a position. Brought, you are brought there by the power of God. You are brought into that position by grace. And there you stand. Hallelujah. The second aspect, or some side, that makes up the whole thing, is the, the living, your life that you're living. There are two sides of the same coin. Praise God. You are righteous, not by your works. But Bible says you are to work out your salvation. That righteousness is both a standing and a way at the same time. Hallelujah. It's both a standing and a way of life. So you cannot claim to be righteous and your way of life is unrighteous. It doesn't work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just like the coin has two sides that makes it one. These two sides of Christianity is one. It's one. One of the problems we have in our understanding is that we don't keep these two sides in the view. It must be before you. I am righteous by grace. And that, that love of God empowers me to live it out. Enables me to live it out. If I don't live it out, you begin to short-circuit the purpose of God in your life. Hallelujah. If it is not working out of your life, changing your life until your whole life is brought into conformity to who you are in Christ. You short circuit the purpose of God in your life. It will not work. Praise God. The river will not flow. The river is hindered. The river is blocked. <laughs> it must be unblocked in Jesus' name. Whatever that tries to block the river of God flowing from you must be unblocked in Jesus' name. It must be unblocked. Because you are now a peculiar creature. You are now a peculiar person. Because you are now crowned with righteousness, yeah, your life begins to change. Everything about you begins to change. Your friends begins to change. Everything begins to change. Everything begins to change. 
the Holy Spirit brings you into conformity with Christ. That is the purpose. Conform to Christ. So that the glory of God can flow through you as it flows through Christ. Hallelujah. So that through you, souls will come. Listen, the power that will walk through you is holy power. It's holy power. It's holy power. So that power takes into consideration the vessel through which it will flow through. Hello? Hello? So God is saying, listen, if you can separate yourself unto God, if you can separate yourself unto God, what he can do through you will shock you. To shock you. Hallelujah. You'll be shocked. He loves you so much. He cares for you so much. The, the Bible is full of what God is able to do through your life. In fact, what he has already done for you in Christ is so full. It's, it's, so, it's mind-blowing. And yet it's not happening. And yet it's not happening. The way we ought, it ought to. Praise God. It's not happening. Why? Because there's a block. Hallelujah. Righteousness must become a flow of life in you. Righteousness. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. Praise God. I think we've gotten the grace message a bit wrong. Yes. Hallelujah. Grace has brought me into the glory. I'm in the glory. No one can contest that. That's where I am. Satan cannot even contest that. Hallelujah. I have the blood. We have the blood that sanctified me. We have the blood of Jesus. We, we hold on to it. Praise God. But I must realize where I've been brought into. I must realize what I've been brought into. Hallelujah. And realize the purpose is set before me. And then begin prayerfully to align my life to that. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. If it don't happen, the purpose of God will be hindered in your life. That's the two sides of Christianity. It must be brought into balance. So that God, the Holy Ghost, can do what he wants to do. He said, we, we don't hinder the Holy Ghost. We don't grieve the Holy Spirit. If we consistently hinder and grieve the Holy Spirit, that's, that's, he waits. <laughs> Hallelujah. He waits. So that's the essence of coming to church, that you are educated on this truth. So that whatever is a hindrance, whatever that might be hindering, will be removed. Praise God. God is not a God of condemnation. God is a God of solution. Solutions. All God wants with your life, God wants to see what is it that is hindering my son. Let that thing be removed. That's what God cares for. God is not judging you, not condemning you. No. Because he knows what he has done for you. So he comes by his spirit and tries to reveal to you the things that must be changed. And you are to say, yes, sir. Yes, Lord. You are to, you are to be transparent before God. Hallelujah. You are to be transparent before God. He desires truth in the innermost being. You are to be transparent before God. You are not to act as if everything is okay when everything is not okay. Praise God. You are to own up and take responsibility for the things manifesting in your life and not blame. No blame game. Say, God, I need this area, this area, this area. Must be corrected. 
if we pay attention to these things, the way we pay attention to food or money, eh? <laughs> if we pay attention to these truths, how far will we be? How far ahead will we be by now? But our attention is deviated <laughs> with the things of this life. And that is the work of Satan. It keeps Christians thinking, what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? What are we going to drink? Hallelujah. Keeps Christians thinking that way. When the Lord said, how can you be thinking that way? I said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. That's what he said. He never changed. If the attention that we give to our businesses and our works is given to the kingdom of God, where will you be now? Where will you be? One stroke of God's power can give you a million dollars in one week. What am I talking about? One stroke of miracle. One business. One business. One business. So why are we worried? Why are we focused on what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? What am I going to do? For how long? Why are we going to be worried about all these things that the Gentiles worry about? Bible says unbelievers are worried about it. But you, you are now in the kingdom. So you're not seeking the kingdom to come. You are in the kingdom right now, right? Now seek for the kingdom to have dominion over your life totally. And the kingdom to be exp expanded through you. This is, what, this is your quest. The kingdom must rule over every area of your life. And the kingdom, you must be participating in the expression of the kingdom one way or the other. If these two things are happening in your life, forget the rest. Forget the rest. God is too big. Ah, He is too big. He is too powerful. Nothing can hinder him. Praise God. He's awesome. Nothing on earth can hinder God from manifesting his blessing in your life. Nothing on earth. Nothing on earth. It does not exist. There's no power that can hinder him. Hallelujah. It's a matter of focus. It's a matter of focus unto God. It's a matter of focus. Satan comes and said, if you don't worry, what are you going to do? He is the source of those questions. Satan is the source of those questions that come to you. What are you going to do? How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to eat? How are you going to take care of your families? He's the source of those questions. And we, in our ignorance, sit down and take, on, take in those questions. We sit down with him and say, I don't know what I'm going to eat. Praise God. Praise God. When you have such a rich father. When you have such a rich God. Bible says he delivered them out of Egypt. Laden with silver and gold. Not one of them were feeble. No, no, no one among them were feeble. Not even one. They came out full. Full. How much more you. Who Jesus died for. <laughs> oh hallelujah. How much more of you. Who God himself died for. He gave his life for you that you might come into life. I said the other day, if the, the, the most difficult one has been accomplished, the lesser one of manifesting that which accomplished is easy for him. Do you get it? The, the more difficult one has been accomplished on the cross. <laughs> Praise God. You have been delivered from hell and the fires of hell. 
through death, he went into death and disarmed Satan. Bible says he took captivity captive. That which captivates man or that which puts man in captivity, he took it captive and gave gifts to men. Hallelujah. So if he has accomplished that, is it manifesting what he has done in your life that is a big deal? It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Praise God. It's just because you are, most Christians are not standing in the face of opposition and declare their heritage. In the face of opposition, say, my God, live it. I know my Redeemer, live it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I am not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. That's the reality. That's the reality. God wants to fulfill your purpose. His purpose in your life. And he will do it. He will do it. He brought the children of Israelites. He brought them out of Egypt into the promised land. That they may begin to destroy the ungodly nations around them. Hello. Purpose. It is when they were in the land. He spoke to Abraham and said, The cup of these people, the Hebrews, the Canaanites, their cup is yet to be full. Okay? When their cup is full, you will come in and destroy them for me. So God brought them into the land that they may fulfill purpose. Praise God. That they may fulfill purpose. Each of us must be part of the great purpose. Each of us. One way or the other, your life must count for it. If not, it's a waste. It becomes a waste. What are you doing with the blessing of God? You're looking for God's blessing. What do you want to do with it? What is its purpose? Everything about your life must be connected to the purpose, the grand purpose. Must. Hallelujah. It must be connected to it. And then on that day, you will, you will be surprised at the reward that comes to you. If not, everything becomes vanity. Today we live, we eat and drink, for we, tomorrow we die. <laughs> Hello. We eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. What is your purpose? To be a part of bringing souls into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. What a joy. You are a part of it. You are, you are serving in the church. You are a worker in the church. Or you are a giver in the church. Or you are sponsoring things in the church. You are doing something in the church. And outside of it. That affects the cause of God on earth. Hallelujah. That is what you are doing. So take your life. X-ray your life again. How am I connected? How am I connected to the great commission? How am I connected to the things of God? That is why you are here. You are not here to build castles on, on sand. You are not here to build castles or to gain things of the world. That's not why you are here. You are not here, you know, most of us from Africa. You are not here to make money so that my people in Africa knows I have made money. <laughs> you are not here to have money or make money. No, money is an instrument in the hands of a child of God. It's an instrument. That's what it is. It's a tool that you use to effect God's purpose. It's an instrument. Praise God. It's not an end. To the, to the world, it's an end. It's, I have arrived. I have money. But for you, a Christian, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's an instrument. It's a means to an, to an end. Praise God. So when God blesses you, or when you bring, you come into the blessing of God, you should ask a question. In fact, you wouldn't after a while, enjoy the blessing. After a while, the blessing starts speaking. Enjoy it for now. After a while, it starts speaking. It gets restless. It wants to touch other people. 
Hallelujah. You cannot carry God's blessing and not be a giver. It's not possible. When they came out of Egypt full with gold, inside the wilderness, God said, now, let them take the gold that they have and start building me a what? The gold they brought from Egypt is to be used to build the house of God in the wilderness. Purpose. Praise God. The purpose of prosperity. It's not just for you to be, ah, I have, I have come into the blessing. Oh. I have money. What are you doing with it? How are you sponsoring God's work on earth? How? If you're making $1,000 a month, how much of that money goes into the kingdom of God? Hello? How much, how much of that money goes to your, your own life? How much of that money goes to nourish other people? <laughs> Praise God. You see, our, our focus and vision is different from ordinary men. It's different. Ordinary men, they want to acquire and keep acquiring. But they are blind. So don't look at them. They are blind. They are, they are spiritually blind. They don't know what is happening in the future. But we know. We are not blind. We know the end. We understand the end. Everything is coming to an end. We, imagine this scenario. When rapture happens, what, happen, what about the money in, the, in your bank account? Hello? <laughs> when, when rapture happens, what happens to your properties? Hello? Are we going to say, Lord, wait, let me go to the bank. <laughs> Are we going to do that? No, you don't even remember it. <laughs> Praise God. You won't even remember it. So that's why Peter said, knowing this, what kind of people ought we to be? Understanding that everything will be consumed with fire, what kind of people ought we to be? As children of God. So we are to use everything we have into the kingdom. What are you doing? Sponsoring the kingdom. Giving in heavily. Sending money to missions. A brother who who has a weak faith, who hasn't come into the glory, you're helping him out or her out. Whatever. But your money is going, you are watching it, is going into the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Can I give you a secret? The source will not dry. It will not end. Because you are connected to the purpose of God. Hallelujah. 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 You can put the key and set and say you have no right. Because if your heart condemns you, hallelujah, your heart must always be free. No condemnation. Let nothing condemn you. And Satan is, listen, Satan is master. He's called the accuser of the brethren. He's a master at accusing the brethren. And once you are accused, what happens to your faith? What happens to your faith? Your faith starts wobbling because Satan will come and tell you, you did this, you did that, you did that. God is not the one condemning, Satan condemns. So that is why you must make sure you take your place in Christ and cast off every works of darkness so that there's no voice of condemnation coming to you, none. But we have the blood of Jesus as well. Hallelujah. We have the blood. But if the cycle persists, sin, confess, sin, Confess, you are in a weak position. 
Praise God. The purposes of God for your life, no matter how great it is, is hindered. Is hindered. And these days, this time is calling for warriors to rise up. Warriors of faith. This is not normal days for Christianity. It's not normal days. Because the world is not normal anymore. It's not normal day. You cannot live a normal Christianity right now. No. It's either you're on fire or you are cold. This is time to be on fire. This is time for fire. Nothing else we do. Nothing else will help us. Lukewarmness will not help us. Never. This is time for fire. So I have to go all the way. Einstein said something. He quotes. He said that we cannot solve a problem if we are at the same level when the problem was created. In other words, we have to lift higher to solve the previous problems we have. We have to grow in grace. We have to grow in knowledge. In order to solve the problems we created at that level. So you cannot remain in the same level. That's why Peter said in the epistle, he said, grow up in grace. Grow in the knowledge of God. Grow up in grace. It's it is important that you grow. It's important that you grow in understanding, in knowledge, and your character. It's important that you grow. When you keep on growing, hallelujah, God is enabled to do more through you. Hallelujah. More. Because God is a God of more. There's always more blessing. The level you're operating in business can go ten times higher. There is always more. But the key is growth. That's what is called capacity building. The Holy Spirit works to expand your capacity to handle the things of God. Capacity to handle. You cannot even the same level and expect God to do more. It's not possible. God is wise. God is smart. He looks at you and knows your level. He looks at you and knows your state. He knows what you can be able to handle. And he's working to increase you. Inside first. God is not foolish. No. He cannot increase you outside when you are weak within. It's not possible. So he first of all fills you with strength. Capacity. Fills you with his fire. Takes away certain things in your life that is a hindrance. Self. Selfishness. Worldliness. Spiritual laziness. These things he removes it from you so that you build capacity. Everybody say capacity. Capacity to handle things of God. Capacity to walk in the blessings of God. Capacity. Hallelujah. In the world, they say power corrupts. Listen, natural power have inherent in it corruption. Natural power. You cannot help it. Wealth also corrupts. Money also is a power. It's a type of power. It corrupts. It corrupts those who have it. Power corrupts those who have it. That is why you look at a man who is devoid of Christ. The more he grows up in power, the more corrupt he becomes. Have you noticed? Look at people who, the more well the people become, the more wicked they become. Why? Because there is inherent corruption in power that is devoid of Christ. So before God will entrust you into a position of power and influence, he must deal with you. He must change you. He must refine you. Hallelujah. But you must cooperate with him in fasting, in prayer, in knowing the truth. Hallelujah. This cooperation must be happening in us so that we are built up, able to handle things. Listen, before you is set this word, 
the works I do, you shall do also. It is said before each and every one of us. It's not said to pastors, not to apostles, evangelists. Those who believe in my name, those who believe in me, in my name, they shall cast out demons, pray for the sick, heal the sick. Hallelujah. It's not a shame when somebody in your neighborhood is sick and you take a phone, let me call my pastor. What happened to you? Hello? Hello? Somebody near you have a problem. <laughs> Let's call a pastor. Ah. Which means you haven't learned. Hallelujah. It's a call to each and every one of us. It's a call to each of us. We are carrying the glory of God. We are carrying the presence. Each of us. The presence wants to flow through your hand. Touch the sick. It wants to flow through you. Words of encouragement. Words of life. Words of power coming from you. Because he is living in you. So why, are, why is it not happening? Your capacity is too low. Hallelujah. Your capacity is too low. Your mind is not even there. And God is saying, can I get my son to see? Open your eyes to see what you are carrying in you. If you keep doing that all the time, all your neighbors, they start to know that this somebody is living here. There's somebody living here that's carrying something. Hallelujah. They start coming. Listen, they start coming to you. Advice, start coming to you. You start praying for the sick. You start giving advices. They know that this one is carrying something. They looked at, at Daniel. They said, this one have the spirit of the gods in him. But you have the Holy Ghost in you. You have the Holy Ghost in you. You have God dwelling on the side of you. How can omnipotent God dwell in you and he's weak? How? Those things, it, it blows my mind away in my own personal meditation. God, you are living inside of me. How? So my life ought to manifest God. Your life ought to manifest God. Your life must manifest God. In your life, in your life, in your living, in everything you do, God must shine. God must shine. God must shine. This is very important. I want to drive this thing into you, that you are an epistle of Christ. You are an epistle of Christ. Christ must shine forth through you. Hallelujah. Christ must shine forth through you. My time, God, I continue like this. We'll, we'll stay here all day. We'll have another service by two. Hallelujah. Time. Sorry. God, Jesus, help us. <laughs> Make a choice today. Make a choice today, I beg. Say, God, I yield my whole body to you. My whole life is yours. Flow through me, Lord. Flow through me. Let your life manifest through me. Paul, writing to Philippians, he said, this is my purpose, he said, whether through life or through death, that Christ be magnified in my body. That's what he said. Whether I live or I die, let Christ be magnified in my body. What a purpose. Hallelujah. What a purpose. Father, in the name of Jesus, bring each of us into that same place in Jesus' name. Each of us, that Lord, our bodies, you say they are temples. They are your temples, Lord. Be magnified in our bodies, Lord. Whatever it is that is hindering it, Lord, let it be destroyed in Jesus' name. Let it be destroyed in Jesus' name. Father, send your fire upon your people. Let it burn in their lives. Let it burn away the chaff. 
Let it burn away everything that hinders the outflow of your glory from them. Let their life shine your testimony. Let your victory be seen in them. And let them become a light shining in their neighborhoods. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you glory and praise. Thank you, Father, today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout. Hallelujah. Your destiny is great. So great. So great. I know what I'm talking about. Your destiny in Christ is so great. Praise God. Don't look down on yourself. I advise you to become blind to what is going on in the world. Become blind. It's not your portion. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.